arrived, people! Oh, it's the kids from Beaverton back. Once again. Live and affecting Greenwood. What up, y'all? How you living? This is the real question, right? Because this is episode four of the How You Living podcast, live in effect from Greenwood, like we just said. Applause break, everybody. Thanks again Woo-hoo! for coming. And uh, Chaz, Simone's, how you living, man? You know what? I'm hype. Why? Why are you hype, brother? Because this is being recorded the day after Nintendo did their whole thing about the Nintendo Switch. Switch v. Legit. It's coming out. It's hot. It's coming out with uh, a few games. They also showed some games that are going to be hitting the shelves a few months after the release. Yeah. So uh, That Zelda thing looks hype, dude. Breath of the Wild, 100 years later. Wow. So if you're like a Zelda nerd like me, you know when you saw that sword and you saw it in the clearing... And you know how they did the whole split timeline thing. You know this is taking place 100 years after A Link to the Past. Wow. So. It's a very specific knowledge you have about that. Right. So it looks like Hyrule Kingdom has fallen. And just like the Breath of the Wild is taking over the land of Hyrule. So it's going to be kind of awesome. Uh, so then in, uh, in the release, uh, what other than the Zelda thing stood out for you? What did you... What games stood out? What What do you like most about this new console? It's It's got a lot of kind of game-changing, no pun intended, pun intended, uh, things going, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's got some game-changing features. It does. Um, the I mean, the controllers themselves are actually gaming units, right? Essentially, they they play games with each other. Um, well, I think you might be referring to the game 1-2-Switch. One, 1-2-Switch, one, which is based on the Joy-Con controller. And uh, the the Joy-Con is what you're going to use just in general, too, right? Or Well, so it depends on what game you're playing, because the Joy-Con can either be put alongside the console itself to be basically like your regular LNR analog stick button controller sets, or they can be used individually either to play something like Mario Kart or to play a game facing each other uh through one two switch, but like, I think like, like a like a shootout draw kind of thing and stuff like that. I saw there was like a like you you or a dance off where you're holding the thing and so it'll it'll know what moves you're doing. Like. Yeah, so I basically think one two switch is building on the ideas they established in the WarioWare series. Oh, okay. Wow, that wh- which what was the war? Was that released on Wii U? Well, there was a WarioWare release for... I think WarioWare has been out since, like, Game Boy Advance. But one uh, that was basically a party game of sorts was one that they released on the on the Wii. And that would have you using your Wiimote in very interesting and weird ways. So, Okay. And then, because uh, I was... Uh, Warrior to me was... Uh, the first time he came into my world, essentially, was when he was on the Mario World game for... Uh, the Game Boy. Oh. It introduced Wario. Super Mario Land 2. Super Mario Land the 2. gold coins. Yeah. Holy cow. Shout out to that. I had that on original Game Boy, and then later when I had my Game Boy Color, I was able to play it as well. Nice. Um, and then, of course, uh, before we get too deep into this episode, uh, we have one segment, one segment only, and that is callbacks, guys. This is where we take a moment to think about the things we talked about last time touch on anything we might have forgotten, talk about anything we wanted to just bring up a little more about. So Chase, you've heard last week's episode. Anything, what, what do you feel about it? What do you want to bring up 
from uh from what we heard. So my callbacks this week isn't actually from last week's episode. Oh, you got it's from callbacks got, from like two weeks ago and from our first one. You got okay. You got right. triple callbacks here. Right. So uh, my first one. Remember when I told you guys about Black Wall Street? <laughs> yeah. Right. You brought it up. Yeah. Right. Because I didn't, you know, I had to look into it a little bit more because I had only heard about it in passing. Right. But if you guys want to know more, you have to look up Tulsa Burning. Because That's back right. in the early 1900s, there's this really big race riot war that happened in a Tulsa, Tulsa, Kansas. Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, sorry. Um, get those two confused. And sometimes. it was in, get this, an episode in, in a neighborhood called Greenwood. Oh, what? Right. And the incident started because apparently there was a, a, a black guy in an elevator minding his own business. And then this white lady gets in with him. And because racism's abound back then, she thinks basically he's there to rape her. And it makes a big thing about it. It gets put in the newspaper, and then, uh, and then I'm trying to think. There was a series of arsons and all kinds of crimes in against those black-owned businesses and such, right? But there was like a free market thing, or a, well, no, 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 no. Let me finish. Because I know there um, was something to do with fire at one point. There, there was, but yeah. it's, it's, that's what's leading up to it. Oh, okay. Um, so basically, they heard about that whole kerfluffle, and. It, they were just basically saying, like, no, he wouldn't do that. But, you know, the white folks are like, no. So then we're Americans and we have the right to bear arms. But in racist America, black people don't have the right to bear arms, right? So then a white man sees this black dude having this gun. And then he he asks him, like, what are you going to do with that gun, boy? And he's like, I'm going to use it if I have to. And he goes, no, you're not. And then he tries to take it from him, shots fired, and then that is the inciting incident that started the riot. Okay. Right. Which ended up with all the destruction of it. Exactly. Okay. Right. So there's there's definitely a bunch of documentaries on YouTube. That's interesting. And so yeah, it's 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 historically kind of just nicknamed then the Black Wall Street. That's kind of the Well, that wasn't like basically it's nicknamed that because the Greenwood section of Tulsa, Oklahoma, had over 100 uh, black-owned businesses from, like, bakeries to uh, cobblers and things of that nature. And it basically, it was Black Wall Street because their money was being traded together. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. And then and it, and it was uh, almost a closed system, in a way. Pretty much. Right, yeah. Well, that's good. We shedded some light on that. What was uh, what was your callback from the next episode? That you- oh, we have to talk about. Remember when I was like, you know what, Megyn Kelly going to NBC was all right. Yeah. Yes, it, it's 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 okay. But we have to not forget that Megyn Kelly is kind of a racial demagogue. Okay. Right. Okay. So she's gonna be. Do we know more about? Because I know at the time we were kind of wondering what her role was gonna be. Have we have we came up with any? So um, uh, let me see if I remember this correctly. I know that she's going to have, I believe, a daytime talk show. Or not a daytime talk show, but basically like Megyn Kelly and Friends, but the NBC version, I guess. And then do you know when that, like, okay, Megyn Kelly and Friends, but the but a daily, like a, like a five-day-a-week thing, you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I have to huh. read up on it, but they definitely said that she was – going to have a show like that she was going to be there for political reasons and she's going to be a special score correspondent for that those sort of events and such as well too and using her experience as a uh 
Right, but we're digressing over the fact that she's a racial demagogue, and <laughs> no, and, I get... the, and the big one, uh, like so, uh, there was two big ones from uh, various articles that came out back when she had her. Well, to basically point that out that when she was going to NBC, and also for her Vanity uh, Fair cover, and one of them was that she was criticizing uh, Michelle Obama pointing out kind of the racial disparities that she has gone through in the front of uh oh uh, i forget the name of the chicago school but it's the chicago school that does a really good job of trying to accelerate black excellence and she's giving the commencement speech for those graduating where all of the graduates are going to college and i think they all have scholarships right okay. so and then she's like, basically, she's commiserating because we black people know what race is in this country and how we have to overcome it. And and then Miss Megyn Kelly, in typical right wing fashion, is like, "Why you gotta whine about it? Like, seriously, Megyn Kelly? Seriously? <laughs> oh man. So so we just, I mean, we can accept her as the as a new voice on NBC, but we can't just say, well, oh, she's." She switched sides, you know. She's like, yeah. So we have to recognize that just because she's not on Fox News doesn't mean. So this is I see it now as a double-edged sword, like because on Fox News she could be that flippant about like Black Lives, because okay. it's commonplace to be that flippant about anything. Like if you watch anything Fox News now about like Jeff Sessions. Like they're just like, what do you mean he could be a racist? I don't even know how you can say these conflated things about the man. Ho ho ho! Like that's Fox News, right? So what I'm hoping is that Megyn Kelly, as we would say, shows her ass, right? But then when she shows her ass, it starts an actual discussion <laughs> and a debate, right? Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Because what will happen is it's gonna be inevitable. I'm sorry to say this, but like it's not like cops are gonna stop shooting black people for no reason overnight, right? Okay. And then it's gonna it's gonna come up, right? And it's gonna be like today on NBC, this person got shot down for whatever reason. We're gonna talk about it, and then Megyn Kelly is gonna be like, "Well, so how much of the onus is on him, and how much is the onus is on cops, right?" Right. It's gonna be another anchor on there that's saying, you know, like he did everything that he told him to do, but he still shot him." It's, right? it's an attempt so, at like a Hannity and Combs kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So we shed in light on that. We don't have to go. You know, we don't have to make this the Megyn Kelly episode. But no, no, no. But no I that was good to point that out. No, that was good. That was good. I'm glad we. I'm glad we revisited that. Uh, and the Black Wall Street. We always. That's the point of this episode of this segment is uh, shedding some light. I guess off the last episode. Uh, I listened to. I honestly thought it was the most entertaining, personally. I think. Uh, oh, gee. I liked our uh, our in depth discussion about TGIF lineup. Uh, so good. That was pretty solid. So, uh, shout out to that. Uh, I haven't changed my top three. You know, I'm sticking with Full House, but uh, it's the <laughs> most. You know, if you don't like it, cut it out. Uh, so, mo- <laughs> so moving on. We're on episode four. Uh, hey, and shout out to anyone who did listen. We actually did get. Uh, the last time I checked, I saw over 75 downloads off that third episode, which is great because literally these are people who are just finding it on iTunes or are friends because uh, we haven't done any advertising yet. And if you are somebody who's listening to this podcast, 
Uh, thanks again. And, you know, we don't have a direct email right now, but you can definitely hit us on the Twitter uh, at C-R-S-I-I. Yep. Yep, for Chaz Reginald Simmons. <laughs> What's the R? Robert. 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 I'm going with Reginald. Uh, Reginald. Charles Reginald Simmons. Dot com. Uh, if that's not taken, we gotta we gotta get that. Uh, and uh, C R S I I at Twitter, and I'm uh, C as in S E A Town Mayor, because I'm your C Town Mayor people. I'm here to support your local seaside community. But yeah, get at us if you have heard the show. That way we uh, we'll hear more. I mean, I could create a Gmail, but I never check my regular emails. So I don't really want to like make an email for this show right now. Like, hit us on Twitter and give us your email, and maybe we'll use our personal account or we'll make a fake one for you. Uh, but yeah, that's the word. People are listening to it. One day we will do some marketing. We'll get some 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 hot giant downloads on this shit, and people will be all over it. Uh, moving though forward, what el- what else you got? You got Zelda. You got Switch. Anything else on the on the Switch tip before we we ditch the Nintendo convo? Um. Or or CES related? Did you get any news out of the? You know what? I lunched on a CES this year. I didn't watch much from it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you just feel like it's it's been kind of hyped the last couple years, and we really, I mean, there was no new consoles last year, so it was like, yeah, with the Xbox One, yeah, the PS4, we're like, cool. So this year it was all about the Switch, and then there was a bunch of weird stuff about like. Uh, the personal home assistant technology. Oh, okay. Like these, uh, what do you call it? Alexa. Like Google Home? Yeah, and Alexa and uh, and all those. I do see, when I look at technology like that now, because I am kind of, like, I use Cortana, not a lot, but I'll say, hey, Cortana, open up this uh, program, or hey, Cortana, what time is it, right? What, what is Cortana? Is that, like, built into your laptop, or? Cortana is uh, Windows 10. They're basically their oh, digital assistant. The, the Windows 10 Siri. Yep. AKA Alexa. AKA uh, Lexi. Okay, Google. Okay, Google. Okay, which is the f- that's got to be the most fun, right? <laughs> I'm waiting for the day that Okay, Google knows when you're being condescending. You're like, okay, Google, yeah. <laughs> you know what pisses me off is my phone did an update and now I have that Google Listen and anytime I bump my headphone, it goes. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. And oh I was my like, god! I was like, I mean, I technically my phone. I, we were using the phone today. Oh wow, we're still. <laughs> yeah, you still. It's like 30 minutes long. It's the extended edition, boy. What's the? Let's try this. This is gonna. This is bad, but we'll do it. Okay, it didn't do the cool thing. It just made a really loud noise. But no, if I just <laughs> normally, if I just do that, it'll it'll come up with. I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you said. It's because I didn't say anything, Google. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I never I never said anything. So it, it, yeah, the the, the technology is not quite there to my because like you're saying it, use it like twice a month basically to like occasionally like blindly open a program, right? <laughs> I mean, I use Cortana for that, but I would love Cortana to I would love to be able to use it more. Like and... if, if you said Cortana order me a lift, would it be able to do that? Not at the moment. Not at the moment. Yeah. So something like that would be. I mean, obviously you can do that with your phone, probably. Like I would. I wanted right now. It's still like one way. She's like, she's like Rosie from the Jetsons right now, but a really bad Rosie from the Jetsons. Like early seasons before they like wrote her in some good jokes. She later was kind of sarcastic and stuff. Like Rosie ended up being one of the best characters towards the end of the run of that show. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, speaking. Okay. 
you brought you brought it up. Let me do our like frivolous topic of the day. What's your go-to cartoon dog, man? Go-to cartoon dog. Yeah, because I mean, you you Damn. you're talking about you're talking about a show that had Astro. And then there's some weird discussion here because like for instance, Flintstones, they treat Dino like a dog. But we all know it's a dinosaur. So that doesn't count, right? No, it counts. Okay. It's dog. It, I mean, it's dog adjacent. Okay. Is Goofy a dog? Yeah. Okay, Goofy's a dog. And so is Pluto. So which one is, like, worse off? Is it the conscious being dog, like Goofy, <laughs> who's just constantly going through life and falling short? Or Pluto, who has no idea what's going on and just chases his tail? Like, the Disney universe is a strange place. That's the price of evolution, my friend. How did Goofy... Well, <laughs> what is the explanation of Goofy? At least Marvel says, like, oh, it was a radioactive spider. Like, we don't know why Goofy talks and Pluto doesn't. This is a conspiracy, people. No, it's not a conspiracy. This is, a, this is an they alt... They started from the same species this, and they split off from this each is, other. This is alt-right. This is fake news. This is, they're just trying to keep Pluto... I mean, I mean, they're both a species of dog, but it's, like, the same way... Um, there's different like Homo species, right? There's Homo erectus. There's Homo sapien. Homo sapien, right? It's like that. Okay. Right? They ain't smashing each other. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. I got you. Yeah, they're too advanced. All right. So if you had to pick a cartoon dog on the spot, what would you, what would you go with? I mean, you, I I can keep listing them. You got Spike. He's the dog from the Warner Brothers things. The, the shit the, like the dog enough. I want to pick isn't a cartoon dog. That's what makes it hard. No man, you gotta pick a cartoon one. I always liked Droopy because he was like a comedian in a way, but like a dry comedian, like a Stephen Wright. You'd be like, oh no. You know what? No wait, wait, you said Droopy. I said Droopy dog. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'd probably have to go. You have the dog from uh from what was the thing with it was on the Rocky and Bullwinkle. But it was like the boy and the dog. Oh yeah. It was like some Mr. Peabody. Was that his name? Oh yeah, Mr. Peabody. Yeah, you got him. You got Brian from uh, Family Guy. He's pretty. Yeah. He's pretty good. Uh, Santa's little helper. Do you want like the the main from the butt? Simpsons? Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe you identify with that. You know, uh, you're like ah, you know. You know what? No, I'm still. I'm gonna pick a non-cartoon dog and go with Wishbone. Oh shit! All right, I know it, it's not a cartoon dog, but like you know what? That's as, the, when you when I think of like far, fictional dog, I'm if like you went with, wishbone. Okay. If you went with fictional dog as a category, I think everybody would probably. I mean, unless you're a big Beethoven fan, but uh, he seemed annoying. No, I wishbone. Yeah, wishbone. He was very cartoonish because he was, you know, he played so many characters. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you know, you went outside the box on that. I, I did. I mean, it taught me like I learned a lot of history lessons from watching Wishbone. Yeah, that was yeah. That's that's where I learned the story of uh, the what was it the Arabian Nights and the uh, Open Sesame and things. He was like, yeah, he was he. That's the one I remember. He always got the girl too, which was always a little awkward. I didn't know how that was gonna end. You know what I mean? Because it was like PBS Kids, so they didn't like really elaborate the love story but <laughs> wishbone did almost always end up with the girl hey i mean i know people won't believe me but sit the science kid that show has sexual tension yeah right like i don't even know if it's on anymore but like the main character sid he would look at the girl like with fuck me eyes and i'm all like this is a kid show <laughs> stop doing that sid this is about science. It is pretty funny when Jimmy Kimmel includes Arthur on the uh, inappropriate bleeps. Because <laughs> <of his show. laughs> 
because there are some there's some really good ones that come off it. It's such an innocent program. Oh my god! Afternoon. What what was your go to like you know late late elementary early you know junior high middle school? What, what television you would watch when you got home? Like if you got off the bus, it, you don't have to say oh, I didn't watch TV every day. There was a day you went over to a friend's house or you went home and you turned on the TV. What was your go to pro afternoon programming? It, it it was I mean I was born in '85 so I grew up in the '90s. It was the Disney afternoon. Disney afternoon. It, it, so so lineup. What, what what's what's your favorite? So that's kind of TGIFy in a way. Oh shit. We're, we're kind of <laughs> we're revisiting the cartoon version of TGIF. But what was your go to? What's your top three? Out of, oh. the, out of the uh, out of the Disney afternoon lineup. Damn. You got. I mean, we we opened this. Sh- you know, it's great that we brought it up because we opened this show with Ducktales theme from the video game. Because Jay Kaufman is the young boy. He's like one of my favorite video game composers. He also composed, uh, I guess, a little digression. Uh, the Big Bad Bosses album from a bunch of YouTubers I watch. Uh, it's like Satch Bags. I think I might, might have mentioned them before in the podcast. So I've never heard of that. But I have heard of DuckTales. So DuckTales, obviously, is a big one. DuckTales was on there. Dark, um, yeah, Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck is number one. Oh, uh, Darkwing Duck Dark was Wing so good. Duck. If there's trouble, you call DW. Darkwing <laughs> Duck. God, Let's I can't even... get dangerous. <laughs> I couldn't even <laughs> remember that one. <laughs> That one's because the only one I remember was DuckTales, because like DuckTales, woo! So not Captain's Tales. So <laughs> so to bring it back to Goofy, Goof Troop had oh, the Goof okay. Troop. You know what? I'm gonna have to like y'all. Y'all don't uh, y'all have not heard the theme song, the Goof Troop. <laughs> you are missing out because that was uh, the fucking shit. I, I don't care what you say. The theme song, uh, the Goof Troop. Okay, let's we'll, we'll give it a lie, We'll bring it up. But, so let's but okay, so you're But as we're looking at uh we can keep going oh, on about oh. the other ones. Wait. Hold up. I got Oh god. It she she just tried to do it, so I thought maybe I was going to get her. Oh no. I thought she was going to say, "I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you said." It's cuz I didn't say anything, Google. Technology, guys. It's kind of the theme of the show today. It's all about technology, guys, which is great cuz this CES just happened in Las Vegas. And if you're not familiar with what CES stands for, guys, it's Contru- uh, Consumer Electronics Show. And it uh, isn't sh- is that it? Yeah, the Consumer Electronics Show. Yeah, and it's based in Las Vegas every year, and it's basically kind of the place where we get the premier kind of look at all kinds of things that are technology-based. And, I mean, it's gone as far now where there's, like, cars and stuff there, and... It's kind of gotten ridiculous. It's kind of the Comic-Con of electronics now. But, oh, yeah. But but there's a lot of good things there, too, just like Comic-Con. And so uh, that's where if you're uh, a techie uh, every year, you kind of you hear what's what's the next kind of wave of, of technology that's coming out. And that just happened this week, unless you're listening to this in the future, in which case, fuck off. I mean, sorry, that's just earlier information. Okay, so we're doing the Goof Troop, because I got sidetracked because I was trying to get that. That cool Google annoying thing, and uh, yeah, the Goof Troop was good. So uh, I also liked um, Tailspin. Oh, yeah, I was gonna bring that up. I was I, gonna bring that up. I liked Tailspin. Uh, and Rescue Rangers. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> some crimes go slipping through the cracks, but these two. Oh my God. Okay, hold on. Oh my God. Uh, yes. Here we go. Okay, people. 
hit you with that key change. Oh, wow. That's intense, Sad. I, I forgot all about this. Oh my god, wow. Dude, we just hit podcast gold. If there are podcast Oscars, we just won one. I like, <laughs> I'd like to thank everyone that made this possible, specifically Goofy. You evolved dog you are. You're a good man. Cheers to you. Oh my gosh, that was great. God, Disney Afternoon, man. That's what I would watch, yeah. Let me see, and I think we can't forget about the Gummy Bears. Gummy Bears started it, which I, I remember that was uh, bouncing here and there and everywhere. Right, <laughs> I adventured at the Uncompare. They are the Gummy, gummy Bears. bears. <laughs> so we had Gummy Bears, which was on the, that was on kind of the, the, the early end. Because the weird thing about Disney Afternoon and also TGIF mm-hmm. is the lineup evolved over time and shows would drop off and new shows would come on. That was kind of a correlating theme with both. Oh, wait a second. I got to mention one before people just, like, throw the the book at us. They're like, Gargoyles. Oh, Gargoyles was a latecomer uh, in that in that orientation. That was one of the last ones, uh, one of the last seasons, a couple seasons. And that was kind of when we talked about uh, uh, the adventures of Batman that was on yeah. Fox. That was kind of drawn in that similar. It wasn't on black paper, I think, in the same style as they called which, as my callback, uh, I later found out is called, um, oh god, Dark Deco? And that's what they decided to call that, and instead of Art Deco, oh, they, okay. they called that style of, um, of art Dark Deco uh, when, they, when they made the light colors on dark paper in order to kind of create what later in my mind is kind of influential for like Chris Nolan's version of like Dark Knight, you know, the, the kind of under, the underside of Batman, as best as it could be on a on a children's television program. Of course, you know, editing here in, in the United States, FCC and parental regulations and our religious purity and puritanical ways, puritanical. Uh, so do we get? So we got gummy bears, we got ducktails, we got Darkwing Duck, we got Goof Troop, we got um, Tailspin, Rescue Rangers. That's pretty much gargoyles. That's pretty much the lot. Yeah, there were some other ones on there. Like Aladdin had his own show for a minute. Yeah. Um, I think Hercules also had his own show, but he wasn't. They weren't wasn't in the afternoon. The... Those were both uh, ABC Saturday morning shows. Oh yeah. Which then led to like Recess. That's where Recess came from. Oh yeah, that's when ABC Disney bought ABC or right. ABC bought Disney. Yeah. I which one? Because the Disney afternoon, I don't think was on ABC. No. I think it was on a different network, and then when Disney bought ABC, they owned all those, so they just kind of got filtered into ABC's programming, and that's, yeah, for ABC, the cartoons were always on Saturday mornings. Oh, yeah. And that's when we got reset, yeah. Remember Reboot? I do remember Reboot. Reboot was all right. Like, it was a 3D computer animated uh, Saturday morning cartoon, and it was like, it was a world within a computer. It was like characters that I don't know. It was kind of it was like kind of forward thinking for a like '90s cartoon. It would always be hilarious when the user was starting a game and this big pink cube would fall down and wherever they were, that would become the game they were playing. Yeah, I can only imagine that concept now. Every time I'm like, I have multiple games going at once. They're just like, why is he playing multiple games at once? What is wrong with this user? <laughs> this user's crazy, you know? Well, and, and then in, like, reality, because the internet was so new, it's like, user 
paused game, opened porn. Like then, what, what, then what right. were those people in the computer doing? But like, why is he looking at this? Why is he? Lo- yeah, but they couldn't do that because it was, you know, once again, children's programming. Uh, which is about what this podcast is. It's pretty much it's about children's programming it's much right children's now. Children's programming. I mean, we. We've touched on basketball movies, TGIF, Disney Afternoon. I mean, we pretty much only talk about things kids watch. Uh, otherwise, I mean, I've been I've been listening to a lot of stand up lately, and uh, yeah, man, it's uh, is it, what what else is going on in your world? How 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 else can we help people understand how they live in? So real talk, y'all. So did you know that you can go? I forget the website, but. You can go online and you can look at any of the bills that uh the house has passed, um, and you can download an audio track that'll read it out for you. So for about three hours, I listened to the entirety of the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act, like the new one that they're looking at or the original, like the the the, the Nick- one that's in that the basically the one that is law now. Okay, with the based on the Senate. Because uh, if you catch everybody up based on this 2017 podcast, uh, Obamacare, as it was nicknamed, or the Affordable Care Act, the ACA, is is being overturned. We're in the process. It's in the process right now. And in that process, this bill that you're speaking of has passed. No, I'm talking about the ACA. Oh, the original the, the ACA. Full, no, the full name of Obamacare is the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act. Oh, Patient Protection and Affordable Care PPACA. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I, I read it a while ago. I didn't. I don't know if I read the entire text. I didn't have anything read it to me, but I, I definitely went through a PDF back when that got passed, and it it was complicated, man. Oh, I, it's complicated as all fuck. It's how many? What did they say? It's like nine hundred and something pages, and I mean, it, it took me three hours to listen to the whole damn thing. Yeah, and that's, right, that's so. somebody just reading it verbatim, word for word, not even, like, pause it. Because if you had to read it, you would have to sit there and be like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, and well, I mean, there's a lot of things that are cross-referenced, but there's also, it was, I w- when I was listening to it, and so what I was trying to do is I was trying to get a better understanding of why individuals what? who are having issues... What they're pay. opposing. Why they're opposing it. Well, yeah. Well, I know why they're opposing it, because people are like, my premiums are too high. So I wanted to go, why are your premiums so high? Because I went on a... Wait, you wanted to use logic to convince these people? <laughs> you know what I mean. Like They're not listening to logic. I know they're not, but well, let's, let's... I wanted to understand the situation. I wanted people to know out there. I wanted people to know that maybe our government officials are obfuscating things a little bit making making uh molehill or mountains out of molehills and whatnot maybe maybe make it bringing a big stink about things that are not actually the case no i think they are making a big stink about things that were totally within their control that they deliberately made sure that there were protections not in it so they could rail against it later because there was a lot of compromises that happened in, in the discussion talks with Obama and Paul Ryan on both sides about what should go into the ACA, right? It's the Rogue One approach. You got to build the uh, the, and, the the false part and inside the system. Like, and uh, see, the ACA is taking like repealing uh, the ACA is repealing things that weren't even in the ACA to begin with, like chip. Uh, chip is for you know, kids who are in low-income families and they're 
and their mothers and fathers can't afford health care, right? There's Medicare and Medicaid that they're talking about too. There's even there is a very the the one the one thing that gets me, I think, like which is like the killer, like oh my god, if you're from any of the locations that do a lot of coal mining, and we know how much uh, Vice President Elect Pence was all like he lamented in one of his uh, I guess. I don't know if they had one or two vice presidential debates, but in one of the vice presidential debates, he's all like, why is there this war on coal, right? And I'm like, well, it hurts the environment. And it also hurts the people in there. They give them something we like to call black lung. And beforehand, under the old ways of getting insurance, insurance companies were just like, oh, you got a pre-existing condition? Oh, hell no. Right? right. And black lung was one of those. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a specific portion of the p the ppaca that says they have special protections specifically if they have black lung specifically that you mike pence glory to the coal miners are saying to their constituents fuck you right i'll keep your job but I'm not going to help you when you get done with it because you're going to have all these health issues and you're not going to get covered. Right. Or if you are covered, it's not included in the system because of the pre-existing conditions, which is really interesting. Right. Yeah. How you how are you going to say you're going to bring clean coal jobs, but then not give a fuck about the people who worked dirty coal jobs all those years right. to get you to this point? And, like, meanwhile, I mean, we have robots digging tunnels under Seattle right now for our transportation projects that are underway. And essentially, if I'm not, like, that forward of a thinker, I'm pretty sure robots are going to be the ones digging coal here soon, not too far in the future. So, you know, this whole, uh, we're going to keep coal, and we're not, we're not, because like what you're saying, black lungs are reality. We're not going to keep sending human beings down to these dangerous places for these jobs, regardless of the necessity of jobs. It's becoming – we're paying for it on the back end, both in the loss of their lives and we're having to support these families through different you know, Medicaid and, and welfare needs. But at the same time, you have all the cost of – on the front end where it, it, it's just crazy. It's crazy, and it's crazy that – I mean the worst part is that Hillary was trying to make this same argument, and she came out with that statement of like, you know, that we're going to eliminate coal jobs – and and that was the wrong thing to say when you're in a campaign where people everything's rhetoric, nothing is actual logic. But I think what if you really look at it, what she's kind of saying is humankind is going to have to stop doing these incredibly dangerous jobs that we technically can automate. Why do we have people in these explosive, capable underground environments? You know, we have hundreds of people down there. Because people be fucking, and after they fuck, they have children, and they need money to take care of their children. And it's cheaper than a robot, but it's only cheaper than a robot because progress isn't being brought to these places. I mean, that's my mindset. And and I don't think robots fix everything. I'm not one of these people who's like, we should just be doing service jobs and let the robots do all the hard work. No, what I'm saying is, if it's developing black lung, and I don't have the statistics, but I gotta guarantee... It's near 50, if not more. And if more than 50% or 50% of a generation or of a, of a sect of people is getting one particular dangerous cancerous disease that il- il- limits their lifespan, and what was all that money? If you're going to lose 30 years of your life, what does the job mean? Right. You know? Because that's what they're really saying is, we want to keep this job. 
And what the Democrat Hillary Clinton messed up on saying is, I want to give you life and eliminate this life-taking job. But they don't see it that way because, yeah. Because they, people need money. They need money. And, right. It, I mean. It, and it's dangerous enough that there are things that are dangerous that people get paid more for. I mean, that's the whole contracting thing going on in Iraq, you know, was a bunch of people just going over there getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars per month because it was a dangerous environment, you know. But that's a risk they chose. You know, that's not a pre-existing condition, which is... Right, but I think... So, the uh, arg- so I mean, I'm getting away. I mean, obviously, I'm getting further tangential from this argument. But, so, we'll come back to the PPASA, or ACA. The, but that's, like, that's one of the big things, and, and, like, that's a specific pre-existing condition. Are they repealing individual things, or are they... No, they're repealing the whole fucking thing. <sighs> the whole fucking thing. So like, there is no nuance in the GOP right now. And that's what annoys... That doesn't even annoy me. That pisses me the fuck off. Because, I'm sorry, like, you, as the GOP, need to have some fucking nuance, right? You should know damn well in a 938-page document... There's some good. That, There's some value. That, that the reason why premiums are going up isn't all 938 pages of them damn things. Right. Right, and yeah. the reason, and they're they're like, and the whole, and it's all like it, it was. So, uh, what's it called? They're saying the marketplace is failing, right? Of course, the marketplace is failing because they're like, we should leave it up to the free market. You did leave it up to the free market. In there, it only has a constituent that a state, in order to fulfill their requirements, need to have one provider at a silver level and one provider at a gold level. That's it. Right. That's it. And then Mike Essex, who is like the re- the Republican uh, representative of Kentucky, I think it is. Okay. Um, he was like, he was all like, yeah, people in my state are are having issues, and I'm just like, yeah, because under your whole thing, they all they need is one. You could have changed it to having at least three for each, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, they even had the ability. They even have a thing real in there, but the states had to buy into it, where they could extend their Medicaid coverage, or they could instead take their money and create their own marketplace. Right, yeah. they didn't have to like get the so. So there were solutions built in into the ACA that the Republicans aren't using, and they don't want to tell us to our faces it's not working. Yeah, that's bullshit. Right, like, com- and, they're, and they're selling it bullshit. People, they're selling it as a tax, as a tax, as essentially as a savings on our financial deficit, as a federal deficit, and that's that's the way they're pitching it to these people. Is they're they're <laughs> like, oh, it's okay that we're losing these pre- these programs and what's going on because we're gonna save these trillions of dollars, but they're not. Right. I mean, so so I need to ask these fuckers, r- real talk. Why is it that we spend about nine grand per capita on healthcare, uh, and we get shit for healthcare? In Canada, it pays about six thousand dollars per capita, and they get a lot. And their shit is lit. And uh, I mean, and then there's arguments. I mean, people will say anecdotally a lot of arguments to that, or or even you know, large grouply. Because, uh, you know, the I've heard that the waiting list for specialists is extremely long in, in Canada, whereas we have a more expensive specialists, but we have more specialists available. So if you have, like, a cardiologist you need to see or an orthopedic surgeon, uh, there's more of them in America. And so because of that, your access is higher 
your cost is higher because of our premium costs, but up there you may have a waiting list and if you're in pain and, and you have to wait three years, sometimes I guess maybe the cost is is negligible. That's true. Okay. You know, I so can that's, understand that's that. some of the that's some of the access problems that they have up there. But but there are many countries and then and the problem is a lot of these countries that they talk about can Canada included, uh, their populations are small. Yeah, I said per capita, though. Per capita, though, yeah. Yeah, no, I know that that mathematically makes it the equation, but the system as a whole isn't burdened as much. So, the, But, I mean, and, isn't it that... So, I would see if that's the case, if they couldn't figure out how to... Uh, oh, God, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, I mean, and then not not to be, like, like racially, like, igniting, but... Do you think uh, they would have the same healthcare advantages as they do now if they had a border with Mexico? Because that's, probably because that is not the biggest problem. I'm not a build a wall type guy, but I definitely think that part of our healthcare system is being utilized by people who are not paying it at all. You know, and and I think more so in our country than Canada. Not to say that immigrants are the reason our healthcare. Is. Even if they're not paying in nine thousand dollars per capita, six thousand dollars. But they per might capita. be paying zero, and they're going to ERs, and they're getting ER care, and then they're not ever paying that bill. And I think that happens more here than in Canada by a giant figure. And and I think I think. But I don't. I that's that as best as a symptom, and not the cause. Yeah, I know. Well, no, I mean, I'm accurate in the sense of like, not in in what regulates our system, in the sense of comparison, in the sense of when when we do these comparisons, because like people use Copenhagen and Denmark as like this example of this this haven of of of, of better ideas for dealing with prisoners and better ideas for dealing with healthcare, but when you run the actual numbers. They're dealing with so much fewer of a population and included in each individual segment. So when you're so talking, so so we, you, so like, even if you per so capita, if that's your if that's your argument, it's not an argument. No 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 no. What I'm saying is like no no no. It is my an argument. No, it, my description is that they're a smaller country. I haven't made any argument. That, that's your argument. Your argument is that they're a smaller country, so it's easier to implement. All, so then, yes. it, then my Correct. my question to you is why is that harder to implement in a larger country? Okay, so I believe to some degree there is a, a not I wouldn't call it a tipping point because you don't go down, but there is a moment of 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 influx where healthcare becomes really almost impossible to provide at the level that you want, and I think I think this happens in a lot of places, and the places that you mostly say are very large population countries. And then places like United States, who just have a disparity this disparity between those that are not able to get the healthcare and those who can't. This this would be so. If I made that argument or that statement, I would say China. Do you think China has a pretty good healthcare record? No. No, it probably has a terrible one, right? India. They have more than us. No. Do you think? Yeah, India probably has a terrible healthcare record. And yeah, but they but, also aren't single play uh, single payer and. They also. But why, if you, if you, if they were looking inward at their problem, what would be one of the biggest factors they would say contributes to their dilemma in healthcare? I think they would say population. They are like, I have to. Sure, but that doesn't say why. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, well, I, I don't. Okay. Why? Why is a very complex question, though. And and we may be. I guess what I'm really saying is. 
maybe what you were talking about where the states had an option to make a better plan, maybe to some degree I'm arguing that. I'm arguing that what the federal uh, you know, ACA, PP plan really should have done was create a very specific set of blueprints for states to choose to follow that best fit their implementation because that's what the ACA th- basically is. It, what's what, no, that's what you were saying. It had that option, but most of the states didn't utilize that. They they reflected back on the federal system, as opposed to making their own. And that's kind of what hit the that the, those roles just hit so fast. Yeah, well, that, like that it was hard to it, deal it, with, <laughs> and it was unrolled very poorly. I mean, it was executed terribly. It, it, it's rollout. If you're going terrib- to point out, like the healthcare.gov website broke down the first month, like it's okay. There was a lot server of server loads. Like we we can use that all you want, but that's just people being ignorant to server loads. Okay, they didn't have enough servers in order to to keep up with the demand of the server load so it crashed big fucking whoop you get more servers uh, but 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 you know what i mean there there was people that experienced that and they never went back you know and i'm not saying those people are the smartest or that that's the the technique cuz chaz i'm 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 being devil's advocate here you know cuz i'm first of all I, I i would be open border personally man i would open border i don't think mexico is our biggest problem at all i'm just saying there's definitely a a, a problem in healthcare, and one of those problems is a lot of people, including Americans who are citizen Americans, only use ER care and never pay those bills. That factors into a lot of this. Well, because there's a lot of it factors into that because people use if you're using ER care, it's because you don't have health insurance. It, exactly. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, I, I know. There's irony there. There's a hundred percent irony. Because there, I remember when I didn't have health insurance. And Where did I go? I went to, to the, the fucking ER. ER. Right. And like, so I can tell you about a time when. So I was on chip. So I was on my dad's insurance until I was 16. And then my dad passed away. So I was on chip until age 16 to age 18. As soon as I turned age 18, I didn't have insurance. But I. You might make fun of me about getting an ear infection at 18 years old, but I got an ear infection at 18 years old. So the only place I could go to get help with my ear infection was the fucking ER. Right. Right. Which, go into the ER without health without, without health, health, health insurance. That's the key because the copay goes down incredibly just with having. It's not even about going to the ER. It's about going to the ER without health insurance. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I went in there. I got a prescription for antibiotics. I gave it to my mom. I think my mom had to spend like two hundred dollars on it. And then I got a bill for, I got a bill for less than an hour in the ER just to get my ears checked out, seven hundred and fifty-seven dollars. Right, and your copay with insurance probably would have been about fifty bucks, and the uh, prescription probably would have been included. So, right. if you had any form of health insurance, even the lowest premium cost health insurance, you're. ER- but here, here's the thing now with the ACA. If I thought I had an ear infection, I just, I could just go to my primary care doctor and be like. I have issues. And I have and, and, Right? If you're doing preventable care things, that is free. 
Wow. Right under the ACA. Right. Right. Before, where I used to have to spend a twenty-five dollar copay <laughs> under my current like work insurance. Formerly under the ACA. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Like no, the ACA is still law at the moment. Right. Right. We, and it, it it can't. And remember, it cannot be unlaw until it gets ratified by the president. Right. I, right. We've, so, we've all seen Schoolhouse Rock. So <laughs> I'm just the bill. On Capitol Hill. Uh, right. And, and but, just yeah. so everyone recognizes, we're recording this on January Friday the 13th. Ooh. Full moon was just two days ago. Y'all bad shit crazy if you think that means anything. Anyway. And right. it's one week till we lose Obama officially. So at this moment, as we're talking about this ACA discussion, uh, we have the new Congress and Senate in session, but we do not have President-elect Trump elected or in office yet. We're still under the Obama glow, as it were, for us. Maybe, you know, maybe under the Obama shade, if you feel such that way. But, you know, that being said, we, we got a week left. It's the final countdown. Maybe that's maybe that's our exit song today. <laughs> so, so if you want some statistics on, like, how we spend money on healthcare versus how, you know, the rest of the quote-unquote civilized world does... So, according to the National Health Expender Trends, uh, this uh, PDF that I looked at, um, uh, how much does uh, Canada's health spending compare in the 2014? And it basically says public versus private, right? So in America, we spent in back in 2014, we spent 16.6% of our GDP. Okay. Or 11,126 dollars per person and uh, let me see which is 51 percent of that was private okay 49 percent of that was public right oh cost oh wow right okay so then let's jump over to our northern neighbors that spends 10 percent of their gdp on health care which means they spend five thousand five hundred and forty three dollars per person this is in 2014 Seventy-one percent of it is public. Twenty-nine percent of it is private. private. Right, and those are going to be the people who do get access. Because if you are rich, you can get a private insurer, and exactly, you, and you can get into specialists faster and all that. And that's things that people do up there. But okay, so so kind of to use the um, so th- this is so I I kind of I want to bring that up. There's other ones, but. Basically, no one fucking compares to the U.S. Like everyone's like five thousand, six thousand, for the value, six thousand, right? So like the money we spend versus the value we get. Exactly. We get the least for our dollar. Exactly. I will one hundred percent agree with that. I think that's a factual statement. The why and the what I think is a very it's 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 such a complicated thing. It's why even in my lifetime of paying attention to politics, this has been one of the third rails of politics. Right. has been universal or full insured American health care going back in my knowledge to Hillary Clinton originally on a on a on a campaign with Bill in like 94 I remember this being like what they kind of headlined on and, and when that died I didn't hear about it again until 2008 well the- Hillary got health care for kids she was one of the yeah that was a comp that was kind of that was when there were uh, compromises occurring in Congress and the Senate, and you know, at the executive branch. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, the kid, which which did get millions of kids that were uninsured insured. Uh, and there is there is an argument that the Republicans make that is accurate. They could expand Medicare. They always could have done that. 
The problem is Medicare is not financially stable. It has always been a break our bank system, and that was why the ACA even came into play over the idea. It's a break our bank system because we give too many tax breaks to people well, the whole who si- make a it, lot of money. And the whole system, is, well, correct, and the whole system is based on the working population. It's similar to Social Security. You, We're paying into that. Yeah. When, when as workers in our taxes, I see Medicare on my uh my paycheck. I right. pay fourteen dollars. Right. And so because of that, you're on the backs of the working population. Anytime anyone so disability who they leave work or anybody who's aged out of work so they retire, it's fourteen fucking dollars. <laughs> I'm but, sorry. Right. That doesn't fund the system. You know, if it was an accurately paid system, we would be paying like forty, and then it would be funded. The system is bankrupted every time it pays out, essentially, on a cyclical basis. And then I think what they're saying is Medicare will go bankrupt by, like, 15 years, as is currently, like, mostly because we're not creating as much people. So our working population is actually going to decrease in the next 15 years. And we're going to all be retiring, not necessarily in 15 years, but we'll all be going beyond that 15 years retiring, and there's more of us than there are of that working population behind so us. Then, so if that's, if that's their excuse, then the question is, where do you guys get more money from, right? Wow. And where do you get more money from? Well, I don't know. Do I talk about how back in 1952, people who made what would be equivalent through inflation of $300,000 or more for uh, taxed basically 70% of their income. Right. Uh, like, yeah. I mean, and that's the argument, is, is we, I mean, most of those foreign countries that we talk about that have really good healthcare plans, uh, their their taxes are just under 60%. Yeah. And ours hovers around, like, the late 30s, 40%, I think. On yeah, our, our middle class tier, which is, like, which I also think is absurd, is, like, between thirty-six thousand dollars a year in the seventy five thousand dollars a year or so and then with like a 30 percent tax or something so we're 40, 30 to 40 it's like 38 percent or something i and i could look it up but it's like even even when you give those statistics because it's a sample of a population you're not even actually giving the it, accurate, it's not even 38 so, percent it's 28 percent okay so on average yeah so 30 okay uh so which the, which if trump gets his way will be he says he's, he's cutting that. He he yeah yeah like he's trying to bankrupt our fucking country, <sighs> right? Like well, and I mean yeah, it's like you can't give tax cuts to the rich, right? No, they make the most money, so they should be taxed the most, right? Yeah, right. That's that's how every other like that's that's why those other countries are doing so well is because they know they tax the rich buy a lot but then there's also some countries that also know like uh i think it's one of the nordic countries that has oil off the coast of their uh norway norway right and then everyone bring like whenever you see the conservatives bring up norway when it comes to like socialists right and then one of the big things they like to get with their constituents because we're like big on oil and all that right is that they're like, they have huge taxes on oil. How are you supposed to drive? And I'm like, well, one, a lot of people don't drive there, right? Especially, like, in the bigger cities, too. For a while, they were giving massive tax breaks if you bought an electric car. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, and, and, and Norway is, a, is an oil exporter. Exactly. They're selling that. And they take that money from their oil exports, 
and he put, he put it, it into their social services. Right? They put yeah. it in their social services and they actually put it into a personal retirement fund of every single citizen they have. So what you're saying is they have a socially conscious oil uh kind of system over there and what we have is NODAPL. <laughs> so like you know what I mean? We, like, we, that's, we have, that's the, yeah. If you don't have enough ingenuity to, to pull yourself by your bootstraps... What I'm saying... Yeah, that, true. But I'm fucked. saying, if you want to argue that we have a socially conscious oil uh, segment in, in our... In no, our I'm economy. not arguing no, that. No, uh, it, uh, no, I'm not saying you are. I'm saying if you, the, the illustrious you who might be hearing this, uh, just connect that to like places like Norway... Where, you know, and I know everyone makes, a lot of people make the Middle East argument with that. They're like, look at all their human rights violations. I'm like, there are oil producing countries all over this world that are not in the Middle East, just so you're aware. Right. And one of those countries, for instance, is Norway. And their reserves are, well, they're not really reserves, but their offshore oil availability is pretty big. They're going to be doing it for a while. And uh, like you're saying, they're taking that money and investing it back in the people. Those people are coming up with some great technologies and innovations and making their country more advanced, more technologically right. superior and, and getting ahead. And, um, you know, the, the Scandinavian countries, Germany, a lot of those countries are the success stories of the EU. And with Brexit and all these other countries, what you see is this, this kind of anger at the EU. Norway doesn't give a fuck if the EU dissolves. Norway is going to be fine. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Denmark is going to be fine. Denmark actually twice last year produced more power by wind than they used as a country. Yeah. That's, I don't know, and that's an argument, once again, the population and usage and all that, but that's an incredible statement. That, that, that is, like, it shows you that you can have a grid of renewable energy. Right. Right. And then, it, it, again, it, it's about why do I keep blanking on that word? It, it's a word I use. Scalability is the word I'm looking for. Right. Well, that's your, that was your kind of going back to our argument about healthcare. Is Yeah. How do, so how, that would be our bigger how you live in. How, you, how do you make, because we're always saying why, but let's use how. How is our question? Uh huh. How do you make the ACA scalable in a way that's both acceptable and digestible by these Republicans, who their argument is 987 pages, not that it was a bad idea, although they also say that. Um, how do you make it scalable at the same time making it digestible for these people? You know, I guess that is the real question. It's not why. It's I mean, it's it didn't how. need to be as convoluted as it is. So I'm going to I'm going to take a little trend from Japan. Right. And Japan basically is a single player. Right. But it's a single payer at a baseline. Right. You get this base level of care. Right. If you want anything extra, your ass is going to pay for it. Okay. Right. And that's that's all like that's all it really needs to be. Right. The fact that the ACA said that in each state there only needed to be a one silver level and one gold level. Right. It's some bullshit. Right. Right. Because there there's bronze level. Right. When when someone goes, well, the kids know that they don't need insurance, so they're going to do other things. I'm like, they can get bronze level. But because your state, because within the ACA, there isn't a bronze level mandate, then if there were supposed to be a cheaper insurance that they would just get just in case, it's not there. Right. Because it's not mandatory based on the fucking thing you wrote. Yeah, that's 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 why this upsets me so much because it you can clearly see where they could have written that in there. You could easily put in there like each state must have three options for bronze care or something like that, right? Well, in my or, or they could have said that if you're 
if you get insurance through work, you can automatically enroll your uh, your family members without having to wait for open enrollments, right? Like, they could have put so much in there that would have made it more functional and just more practical to the American people, but they just wanted to make it a convoluted hot mess. Yeah. You know what, Chaz, man? I don't think we solved any of the world's problems this time, but my friend... No, but this is, like, people... See, people just need to listen to this part, right? Yeah, we got it. Well, and, and we had a discussion, and we talked yeah. about things, and, like, there was points and counterpoints and, 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 and diving into it. That's the key, right? Like you're saying, like, da- if you don't want to read it, download it. Listen to it. Right. If you don't want to listen to it, then don't complain when your shit ain't covered. Because someone of you listening right now voted for this guy. And your man's in office, so hold your man to the fire. Make him do what he needs to do to make this country better. And I'm not going to use his stupid catchphrase again. I'm going to say, make this country better. That's what every president should get in office doing. It shouldn't be these stupid catchphrases, these buzzwords, these ways of trying to convince people of these other ideas. It's about making this country better, because that's the key. We always have room for improvement. Exactly. We're never going to be perfect, but we can always work on getting better. Chaz, we have come to the end of this show. I appreciate you again, man. Let's do one more cheers. Hey, man. Got to get your other hand in that. Cheers to you, to you and the fans. Give me again at S-E-A-T-O-W-N-M-A-Y-O-R. That's C-Town Mayor. Catch Chaz always at C-R-S-I-I on the Twitterverse for both of us. 100 and, what is it, 48 characters? I always forget. It's 140 characters. 140, yeah. No, don't add those extra eight. You will have a negative eight, and it will not let you send. It'll have a red bar and be like, no, you need to cut that out. Cut that shit out. So, ah, I had two fucks in there. I wanted to keep them, but I'm going to leave them now. Uh, so get us, uh, get at us, man. Uh, Chaz, as always, this has been fun, man. I think I think we've started to figure out how we live in. And uh, we might get one more episode in in the Obama era. Depends on if we can meet on Tuesday. Yeah, hopefully. So we I guess we can say goodbye to Barry. I mean, uh, like my Facebook feed was basically full of emotions during his, it's, uh, you know, and his leaving. Here's and and you know what, <laughs> I know it's being it's being dumb, but I'm gonna say it. You know what, Trump, if you're listening, if you're one of those 75 guys that downloaded the last episode. Try and help us out, man. Explain us why your positions are where they're at and try and make them a little more aligned with what the rest of this population... Remember you lost the popular vote by over 3 million votes. That means there are over 3 million people disparaging between you and Hillary on top of the other voters that she had. You need to recognize those people, give them voice, and and listen to them because you're not just in charge of the alt-right. You're in charge of everybody, and and we need need some leadership. That's why we vote. Neo-Nazis. Don't fucking call them the alt-right. I don't give a fuck what they are. They're everything. They are neo-Nazi racists. I'm not saying everybody in the GOP are neo-Nazi racists, but they're neo-Nazi racists. They're they're the they're the cloaked people that are always there. There's always those people, and we can describe them. And there always will be those type of people. There will always be closeted bigots and closeted racists and closeted Nazis. And and right now they're 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 out there. They're people are out there right now with these very like sad views, man. And and they're getting TV shows. So. Just be aware, man. I, I got to hold out for the positivity that there's a chance. I, I, I'm a realist, so it might all fall in front of me, but, you know, 
let's just not invade any more countries, man. Like, don't don't call up Karl Rove when you take office on Saturday morning after Friday. But wars always start because Republicans start wars. <laughs> Chaz, let me stop. <laughs> last word. All right, take care, guys. We'll see you next week. Happy Obama. Goodbye. Bye, Barry. Yeah.